Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. Yes. This, this is, the is the next generation of talk. Now on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli. So the chief security guard was kicked out of the Eagles game last night and people are not happy about it. A restaurant in Philadelphia blasted by pro-Hamas protesters. I'll share that with you as well. And even John Fetterperson wants to expel Bob Menendez from the Senate after George Santos was kicked out of the House. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here today. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. On Friday, I did uh, Jimmy Fallon's show, Fox Across America. Then I did my own show. And it was the day that George Santos was kicked out of Congress. I didn't talk much about it on this show. I talked about it. On Jimmy's show, and I interviewed two different Congress people, one who was pro getting rid of Santos and the other one who was not. And the reason why she gave it was Debbie Lesko from Arizona, and she's fantastic. And she said, look, I mean, he's not been charged with a crime. He didn't get convicted of anything. There's been no, I mean, it may have been charged, but he was not convicted of anything. He is, he, for all accounts, this seems to be hypocritical. I mean, Jamal Bowman pulled the fire alarm. And disrupted Congress, and there's no effort to expel him. The guy was literally trying to stop an official congressional proceeding. Exactly what they've charged Donald Trump with. And there was nothing, I mean, nothing happened to Jamal Bowman. Nothing. Got a little slap on the wrist from the D.C. Metro Police, had to pay a fine, and that's the end of it. Donald Trump is facing federal prison charges, federal charges for disrupting an official proceeding. There are people in federal prison right now charged with disrupting an official proceeding of Congress. This clown does it, pulls the fire alarm, lies about it, says he made a mistake. And the video clearly shows him taking down the emergency exit signs off the doors, pulling the fire alarm. And just moments before, they were all panicking to try to stop the vote. And that's why what he did. He's still in Congress today. Bob Menendez. Oh, right. I'm sorry. Thank you for reminding me, Matt DeSantis. Yes. Jamal Bowman did have to write an apology letter. Do we have a copy of that apology letter, by the way? I think what he had to do was, and I could be wrong about this, but I believe he had to write on the, on the chalkboard, I will not pull the fire alarm to disrupt an official congressional proceeding uh, a thousand times, like Bart Simpson. It, it's possible. I, I may have that wrong. I promise to never pull the fire alarm to disrupt an official congressional proceeding. I promise to never pull the fire alarm to disrupt the, just over and over on the chalkboard. 
the congressional chalkboard and wear a dunce cap. Who does he write the apology letter to exactly? Dear Mr. Speaker, I'm so sorry I pulled the fire alarm to disrupt an official congressional proceeding. Lucky for me, I'm a Democrat, so I'm not charged with a federal crime. Booyah! <laughs> Sincerely, Representative Jamal Bowman. P.S. You guys are a bunch of suckers in your party. Uh, I, I mean, that, that's, and then you have Bob Menendez, Senator Bob Menendez, who, if there's anybody who should be expelled from at least the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, it's Bob Menendez. I mean, I'm not a big fan of expelling people for things if they haven't been found guilty of something. I, I think it sets a dangerous precedent. So I understand why Tom Massey voted no on ejecting George Santos. He's not been convicted of something. We have to have due process in this country or else we are not a republic. We are a banana republic and nobody wants that. So you got to have due process. And unless somebody is actually found guilty of something, they, they're just charges. I mean, that's all it is. See, Jamal Bowman admitted he did it. That's why Jamal Bowman's paying a fine and writing his apology letter. So you could expel him. He did it. He's guilty. He's acknowledged that. He's entered this um, deferment agreement with the District of Columbia. But that's more than ample grounds to kick his ass out and say, all right, listen, we don't tolerate people pulling fire alarms around here to disrupt official congressional proceedings. Apology letter notwithstanding, you're gone. And it's okay. You can do that. I am actually not a fan of expelling Bob Menendez from the United States Senate because Bob Menendez has not been found guilty. I know the guy's guilty. Guy's guilty as hell. But that's not the point. He hasn't been found guilty yet. But I do believe he should be kicked off the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. Given the preponderance of the charges that he sold out the United States of America and gave aid and comfort to Egypt, those charges are so serious that the man should not be on the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. For the time being, at least, until if if he is vindicated in court and a non-guilty verdict comes back, well, then you could put him back on the committee. But nobody has a right to be on the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. The people of New Jersey mistakenly voted for this bum to be their senator. Certainly not this guy. Not me. I didn't vote for him. But he's there and he's been charged. He hasn't been found guilty yet. But what has George Santos been found guilty of? Nothing. So why why the double standard? AC Menendez is easy. You can say you can still be a senator, but you can't be on the Foreign Relations Committee because you have access to all of these classified briefings and classified documents. And you are charged with and we all know you did it, but you're charged with selling out the United States of America, your country to benefit Egypt. And we just can't risk that right now. We got a lot of things going on in the Middle East. You might have heard and we can't risk it. So you're off the committee. That's a no brainer. I mean, that is a no brainer. And you turn around to the guy and you say, if, if, if you know, you found not guilty, you can come back on the committee. You can be the chairman again. But until that time, you're off. But Chuck Schumer won't do that. He's a coward. But even John Fetterperson went on The View and was asked about George Santos' expulsion. And, I mean, I got to give Fetterperson props here for saying that Bob Menendez should go. I mean... Good, good for him for saying this. I, it's painful to listen to because A, it's the view and B, it's fetter person, but cut 11. And uh, you've also been calling for to get rid of uh, Menendez, I know. Um, but first, before we talk about that, what's your reaction to the exp- expulsion? 
Well, it's like uh, I'm not surprised, but but to me, I think the the more important picture is is that we have a colleague in, in the Senate that actually did much more sinister and, and serious kinds of things. Uh, Senator Menendez, uh, he needs to go. Um, and if you are going to expel Santos, how can you allow to somebody like Menendez to remain in the Senate? And you know, Santos's kind of lies were almost you know funny and like you know he. You know, landed on the the moon and that kind of stuff. Uh, whereas, whereas, you know, I you know I think you know Menendez I think is really a senator for Egypt, you know, not New Jersey. Uh, so I, I I really think he needs to go. And uh, especially, it's kind of strange that if Santos uh, is not allowed to remain in the House, you know, someone like that. Yeah. Are you though uncomfortable with the fact that there hasn't been an adjudication that while he's been charged, there hasn't been a conviction? Menendez with Menendez. Uh, I, I, I am. I, I am. And it's like he has the right uh, to, for his, his day in court and all that. But he doesn't have the right to, to have those kind of votes and things that uh, yeah. that's, not, that's not a right. And, and I think uh, we need to make that kind of decision to uh, send him out. Yeah, well, he's not, he's not wrong in terms of getting, off, getting him off the committee. And... I say, and it's not easy for me to say, but good for John Fetterperson. Good for him for acknowledging what we all know, which is that this is a huge, huge double standard. And it's dangerous, too. I mean, George Santos, for being an idiot and a liar and all the other things, there are a lot of idiots and liars in Congress. What Bob Menendez did is dangerous to the national security of the United States of America, helping Egypt, a country that to argue as our ally is a bit of a stretch. They are a convenient ally in the sense that they're there to help us if we need them, but we don't trust Egypt. We, we know that Egypt is, does things all the time to undermine the United States of America, undermine Israel. We know that. And this guy, in order to get himself rich, richer with gold bars and cash and cars and everything else, was able to use his position to get his buddy the exclusive halal meat certification contract for the entire nation of Egypt. And in response to that, he got rich. But the way he was able to do it, based on the charges, is that as the chairman of the committee, he controls the purse strings. So if there was aid going to Egypt, Menendez had the ability to pull it. And there were all kinds of people in the Senate and who said, look, you know, Egypt's got a horrible human rights record. We cannot allow this money to go to them unless they clean it up. And Menendez just ignored all that. And in return, Egypt made his friend, the halal certification guy, the guy had no experience certifying halal food. And in response, Bob Menendez got cars and gold bars and, and money. That's a real problem. That's a real problem. Forget, I mean, George Santos for all of his lies and exaggerations and everything else, he, there was not an accusation of him actually selling out the country. And that's the accusation against Bob Menendez. And again, if you want to be consistent in this, and I always try to be consistent in life, then you don't remove somebody from their elected office unless they're charged with, found guilty of a crime. But the no-brainer here with Menendez is you just don't allow him to be on the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. They're not doing that. Bob Menendez is there. Bob Menendez is there, and he's getting the briefings, and he has access to all the information. All of it. And this is why people get very, very concerned about the double standard. And quite frankly, they get very angry about the double standard. They really do. Now, Marsha Blackburn, who's a United States senator, she says that um, they were going to get 
a lot of things on Jeffrey Epstein. This is another little scam that's going on right now. And Senator Blackburn says the Democrat led Senate committee chair blocked the Epstein flight logs subpoena. So they were going to get all the information about who was on that flight, who were, who were many flights, Jeffrey Epstein's flights to Lolita Island, as it was called, the Lolita Express, where they had underage girls and all kinds of ways to entertain very powerful, powerful people. So there was a subpoena request filed in Congress to grant lawmakers access to the flight logs connected to Jeffrey Epstein, who did not kill himself. Just all understand that. And it was blocked by little Dickie Durbin. Durbin, who leads the Senate Judiciary Committee, reportedly rejected the request brought forward by the Tennessee Republican Senator Marsha Blackburn in early November. She accused Durbin of standing in the way of certifying the request after a contentious committee meeting on Thursday. And she tweeted out, Senator Durbin blocked, all caps, blocked my request to subpoena Jeffrey Epstein's flight logs. What are Democrats trying to hide? Yeah, exactly. I mean, the guy's dead from not killing himself. So what are you worried about? He's dead. He didn't kill himself, but he's still dead. So what are you worried about? Ah, but you're covering for people. Who are you covering for? Hmm? During a committee hearing last month surrounding Durbin's attempt to investigate a Supreme Court ethics issue, Blackburn filed a request in the upper chamber of Congress. Amid a fiery exchange between the two lawmakers, Blackburn announced a series of subpoena requests, including one against Jeffrey Epstein's entire estate to identify everyone listed on the flight records that have been said to include several high-profile figures worldwide. An aide for the Democrat Senate Judiciary Committee told Fox News Digital in a statement that Durbin would have stayed in the panel on Thursday to allow Republicans to offer and debate the 177 filed amendments, noting that the committee would vote on authorizing the subpoena after. But Republican lawmakers on the committee allegedly began to filibuster during the hearing and didn't allow Blackburn to offer the First Amendment to the authorization. But she said the hearing was a sad day in the history of the prestigious Judiciary Committee, and it further underscores the left's two-tier system of justice that happens. She said, they don't want to have a conversation about the estate of Jeffrey Epstein to find out the names of every person who participated in Jeffrey Epstein's human trafficking ring. A vast network of underage girls for sex. Vast network. And people knew about it for years. I mean, it was all out in the open. Everybody knew. Epstein had owned at least three jets, including a Gulfstream 2 sold in November 2013, a Gulfstream 4 sold before his arrest, and a Boeing 727 nicknamed the Lolita Express, which allegedly transported prominent individuals and girls all around the world. The so-called Lolita Express private jet has been the subject of controversy amid the accusations brought against Epstein and, in particular, the flight records connected to the plane that supposedly include the names of those who traveled with him. Victims of Epstein and at least one of his pilots have since come out and claimed that public figures, including Bill Gates, Prince Andrew, and Donald Trump, had traveled with the disgraced financier. financier. But there's never been proof that Trump actually traveled with him. Trump was with, he was there at Florida, various events, but no actual evidence that he actually went to the island. And believe me, if there was, they would have found that. They would have made that a thing. You know that, and I know that. In December 2021, prosecutors reportedly released thousands of flight records in the sex trafficking trial of his alleged accomplice, Ghislaine Maxwell, who's also pleaded not guilty, but was ultimately convicted. Manifestos unsealed in a defamation case against Maxwell show that some names listed included former President Bill Clinton, supermodel Naomi Campbell, and the astronaut John Glenn. One small step for 
a lot of things. Now, the fourth, now this is now um, George Santos is alleging that Rob Menendez, so Rob Menendez is Bob Menendez's son. Bob Menendez also has a daughter. Her name is Alicia Menendez. She's on MSNBC. She reports on all kinds of things. She is a very, very proud progressive. And Alicia Menendez was walking with her father into the courtroom the day that he was indicted, arraigned. And this is what George Santos is alleging right now on social media. He's alleging the following about Bob Menendez's son, Rob. Monday's fourth ethics report will be filed on Congressman Menendez, not to be confused with his father, the senator. While Congressman Menendez has not been involved by the uh, not been invoked by the diligent investigation of the DOJ into his father, there remains a question of what did he know and when did he know it? The complaint is to seek clarification from the freshman congressman and his involvement with his father's overseas dealings over the years and any potential compensation he received. I think it's a fair point, he says, to make sure we weed out the doubt surrounding Representative Menendez and his business associations with his father. I will leave it to the Office of Congressional Ethics to investigate the material that I'll be submitting to them. Well, good for him. But again, if there are serious, credible allegations around Bob Menendez, Rob Menendez, I mean, the son, it doesn't matter. He's a Democrat. Nothing bad happens to Democrats. This is the two-tier standard of justice that I tell you about all the time. This is the two-tier standard of justice, and nothing bad happens to them. So when you think about America and you look at it and you say, what happened to equal justice under the law? There is no equal justice under the law. I'll give you another example. Two rioters in Atlanta who are responsible for burning down the Wendy's during the Black Lives Matter riots have pleaded guilty to conspiracy to commit arson and two counts of first-degree arson. Chisholm Kingston and Natalie White will have to pay, ready, a $500 fine, 150 hours of community service, and five years of probation. Now, this is Fulton County, Georgia, all right? Fulton County, Georgia is where Donald Trump is facing 13 felony counts with a maximum of 76.5 years in prison. And these two people pled guilty for burning down the Wendy's in Atlanta, guilty to conspiracy to commit arson, guilty to two counts of first-degree arson. And they will pay a $500 fine, 150 hours of community service, and then be good, probation for five years. Fulton County, same county, where Donald Trump faces 13 felony counts for disputing Georgia's election results, not burning anything down, not committing any arson, not committing any violence whatsoever, just not believing Georgia's election to be factual, not asking the governor to make up ballots, not asking the governor to print illegal ballots, nothing like that. And he's facing 76.5 years in prison. All right. So when I tell you there's a two-tier system of justice in this country, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Look, for years, I've been telling you about the great, oh, uh, by the way, programming note, um, Friday, December 15th, we're getting really, really close here, is our next live broadcast at the Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited for it. I want to see you there. The Grand Hotel is my happy place, and I would love for you to join us for the live show. It's 3 to 7 p.m. It's up on the fifth floor ballroom of the beautiful Grand Hotel overlooking the ocean, and we'll have a great time. 
The show is free. You don't need to make a reservation to come see the show. You can just show up. You can stay as long as you like. You can grab dinner after. You can grab drinks during the show. The bar will be open. We'll have a lot of fun. Friday, December 15th. So a week from this Friday. Mark your calendar. And we'll, it'll be a little Christmassy, too, because Christmas is a great time to be in Cape May. And you're going to love the, the, the decorations at the Grand. They go all out. You'll love it. All right. So I want to see you there Friday, December 15th at the Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey for our next live show. For years, I've been telling you about the great work that my friends Stephanie and Matt and the entire team at Emmons have done for me at my home. And now Emmons can bring that same quality of work to all of your kitchen and bathroom remodeling needs. See, Emmons Roofing has really become an all-in-one stop for all of your roofing, siding, windows, solar, and now baths and kitchens. And we used Emmons in our last house for a complete kitchen remodel and a bathroom remodel. They did a fantastic job. Job was done on time, on budget, looked great. My wife was thrilled, and that's what matters. So I'm telling you right now, I've used Emmons for every project you can think of, and every time I've been happy. So what are you waiting for? If you have a shore house too, make sure you get that roof inspected because winter is brutal on shore homes. You know, the damage that winter does on a roof, and then by the time you know, the warm weather comes, those two forces meet and it's not good. Winter leaks can lead to big costly repairs when the warm weather returns. So make sure that you reach out to Emmons today for a free inspection. Let's go to EmmonsRoofing.com, get a free estimate online at EmmonsRoofing.com or visit the Emmons Design Showroom in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Trust the company that I trust. They serve Pennsylvania, Delaware, Jersey, and the Jersey Shore. And make sure that you tell them I sent you Choose the company that I trust with my home, EmmonsRoofing.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The Zioli Show, on your schedule, from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. Let's see some tweets we got going on today. 855-839-1210 on Twitter, at Rich Zioli, if you'd like to weigh in. Ed Farmer says, Menendez turned on Obama over immigration. Tammy Murphy is primarying him next year. New Jersey hasn't elected a Republican to the Senate since 1972. Fetterman isn't turning on Menendez. This is the party line and a favor to Phil Murphy. Um, yeah, true, but it doesn't change the fact that he's right that Menendez should not be on the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, no doubt about it. But two things can be true at the same time, right? If if tomorrow Bob Menendez leaves the Senate, if he gets kicked out of the Senate, if he drops dead, whatever, the governor is going to appoint somebody 
appointing his wife is a huge political liability for him. I actually disagree with the analysis that Phil Murphy wants. I mean, he's an egotistical narcissist. He'll do whatever the hell he wants. But I, I don't know if he really wants to be in that position, appointing his wife to the Senate seat. With knowing that his gigantic ego is looking at the White House. I've already told you Tammy Murphy will be the nominee. There's no, there's no question in my mind about that. But I think they'd rather wait till November and just do it that way. And then he can turn around and say, hey, look, she got elected all on her own. I don't, I don't buy this kind of conspiracy theory that they want to get Menendez out to help Tammy Murphy. Tammy Murphy will be the Senate nominee, period. It's already happening. The, county, the Democrat county chairs in New Jersey are already backing her. All of the powerful Democrats... Mikey Sherrill, all the they're all backing her. Everybody's backing her. She's going to be the nominee. Bob Menendez will not be the nominee. And whoever gets the party line is going to be the nom is going to win. But I don't think politically speaking, Phil Murphy wants to appoint his wife to the U.S. Senate. People don't like that stuff. And remember, he can't run again for governor of New Jersey. So it's not like, yeah, the king can do it. And he is unaccountable, but he wants to run for president someday. And I don't think. He would want that to be a political issue. Like, dude, you appointed your wife to the Senate seat. I don't think he wants that because the guy thinks his ego is that big. And so is the rug stapled to his head that he can actually get there. His wife will be the next senator. There's no doubt in my mind about that. Tammy Murphy will be the next United States senator. But what's the rush? What's the rush? She's already got the support of all the county chairs. If you don't know how New Jersey politics works, and I've been very intimately involved in New Jersey politics for a long time, the county line, as it's called, you go into the voting booth and there are columns, whatever that column is, the party line is, the Democrat party line. If you're not on it, you're not winning, period. There's not even a debate about this. This isn't even a question. This is not even a exercise in anything we can even entertain. If you don't have the party line, particularly as a Democrat, Republicans are a little different. And I can get into detail with that another time. But with the Democrat Party in New Jersey, the way it's structured in counties like Hudson County and um, Bergen County, Camden County, Union County, in these counties, if you don't have the party line, you are not winning, period. And they can do it in a way where your name to even find you on the ballot is a process that nobody's going to go through. So Tammy Murphy will be the nominee and Tammy Murphy will most likely be the next United States senator. Now, I'm not going to just completely write off the chances of the Republican, but speaking from just history, she's got a very strong likelihood to get there. If she if tomorrow Bob Menendez leaves the Senate and Phil Murphy appoints her, he's got that political problem he's got to deal with down the road. Answer for why he put his wife on there, which I don't know. I mean, I, I think just what what's how does it help? And then she's now the senator who's got to run for re-election in November after being appointed by her husband. And it's a political mess and it looks bad and it just kind of stinks. And I, if, if you're asking me, my, my advice would be avoid that at every situation you possibly can. You've secured her the party structure. You've secured her the party line. There's no powerful Democrat who's going to cross the governor of New Jersey. The governor is just too powerful. Even as a lame duck, he still is incredibly powerful, controlling everything, every aspect of machination of government. So what's the rush? You wait till November. It's no big deal. It's only, you know, less than a year. It's not a rush, not a problem. And you use all the resources of the state to help her get there.
Baby, it's cold outside. Says, I know you're smart enough to know why the Dems want rid of Menendez to install a more progressive senator, maybe Tammy Chu Assets or the Rhodes Scholar Andy Kim. Yeah, look, like I said, yes, I understand that. And I've said this before many times as well. The only reason why Bob Menendez got indicted, he's guilty and everybody in New Jersey knows he's guilty, is for two reasons. And it's not about immigration. It is because of the time that he crossed Barack Obama on Iran. Bob Menendez was very outspoken against the Iran deal time that that obama dropped off pallets of cash to iran and gave them billions of dollars and helped their nuclear program go forward he was very critical of that right after that is the first time he got indicted for crimes that everybody knew he was guilty of this time around it was after he criticized joe biden for doing obama's bidding and also helping iran that he was also indicted for crimes that everybody knew about and that were old crimes that go back years that the new jersey attorney general's office was fully aware of as well. Yes, 100%. He's indicted because he crossed the line, crossed the line, and went against what Obama wanted when it comes to Iran, period. Otherwise, they would have ignored it, like they ignore corruption all the time. But I'm also saying to you, I don't believe he should have to leave the Senate. I think he should have to leave the the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. He should have to be off that committee. But it does, but nothing, it doesn't change anything. It, it it does not change a thing. Like, even if this is some big conspiracy theory to help Tammy Murphy, like even if John Fetter person is doing that because he's doing a favor to Governor Murphy, it doesn't change anything. Either way, Tammy Murphy is the Democrat nominee for Senate. Either way, historically speaking in New Jersey, she has a very strong chance of winning, whether she's running as a senator or she's running as the Democrat nominee for Senate. So you don't need to pull any games like that. And I think those games come with way far too many political liabilities. You're going to be running in November of 2024 as the Democrat nominee for U.S. Senate in a year, a presidential election year in a in a in a blue state, at least when it comes to those elections. The governor's office is different. You know, the governor's race, Republicans can win that one. But when it comes to these, the, the U.S. Senate, yeah, it's, it's been the 70s since Republicans elected somebody, and New Jersey's going to be a blue state most likely in 2024, too. I'm always a guy who believes hope springs eternal, but I also, I was born at night, but not last night, as they say. I understand political realities. So it's, not, it's an unnecessary conspiracy theory. I mean, not everything can have, not everything has to have a, a, a really hidden ulterior motive. Menendez is toast. He's done. He's, he's done. It's just a matter of when he's done. And politically speaking, keeping it clean would mean he stays on and finishes his term. And then Tammy Murphy runs and gets there on her own and not because her husband appointed her. Now she will not be getting there on her own. Understand that. But publicly she can say that, but but that's not the case. I mean, behind the scenes, she's only getting there because the governor, her husband, controls all the political levers of New Jersey politics. So she's not really getting there on her own. I mean, she used her voice in an ad, a $200,000 ad campaign. She went out there the other day and proposed legislation. She doesn't have any right to. So she's not getting there on her own, but at least she can pretend. You know, at least one day she can turn around and say, I made it here on my own. And doesn't have to get into the murky details of having her husband, the governor, appoint her to the office and all that that brings with it, the baggage that it brings. And and like I said, I mean, Democrats are unaccountable and he particularly is unaccountable and you know, he, he may not care. But I would imagine there are smart political people in his orbit who say, just keep Menendez there. What's the rush? What's the point?
keep him there and let her be the nominee and she'll most likely win. I mean, if she if she's the incumbent senator for a few months, it's not going to change much. Doesn't really give her that much of a leg up. If anything, it could hurt her because of the fact that her husband appointed her and also because you never know what kind of votes are going to come up. She has no record right now. There's nothing to scrutinize. There's no you can't even go after her for her record on anything other than her statements about wanting kids to be indoctrinated with climate change and, you know, her absolute support of abortion up until, you know, demand. She doesn't have a record to run on. The minute you're an incumbent, you have a record. You're tied to something. You can you can be called out on your votes. You can be called out on your support of budgets. You can be called out on those things. So there's no upside to it. None whatsoever. None. And considering the fact that there is a 100% chance that she will be the Democrat nominee for Senate. If you don't believe me, then write this down right now at 4.36 p.m. on Monday, December 4th. 20, December 4th Tuck it into an envelope and stick it in your sock drawer. And on elect and, and then when the June primary happens in New Jersey, which is June, so we're talking about six months from now, and she's the nominee, the Democrat nominee for U.S. Senate, you can say, well, Rich was right again. There is a 100% certainty she will be the Democrat nominee for Senate, period. Not even a debate. It's not a debate. It's not anything. That said, Bob Menendez should not leave the Senate. He's not going to leave the Senate. They're not going to remove him from the Senate. If they wanted to, they could, but they're not going to. But he should not be on that committee. He should not be on the Foreign Relations Committee. He should not be sitting there getting classified briefings. That's just ridiculous. Anybody with common sense can know that. Anybody with common sense can see that. When somebody shows you who they are, listen to them. Bob Menendez sold out the United States of America to help Egypt. But we knew this. This is not these charges are not new. Understand that this goes back years. The only reason why we're having this conversation is because he crossed Obama on Iran again. And by Obama, I mean Joe Biden. Again, he crossed them on Iran again. And that's why they went after him, because we live in a police state and the and this government goes after its enemies and it protects its friends. So this government went after Bob Menendez twice. Both times happening after he opposed the Iran deal. It doesn't change the fact that the guy is guilty as sin. Everybody knows Bob Menendez is guilty as sin. And it doesn't change the fact that the evidence goes back years and they ignored it. It just. It's just it is what it is. I mean, if he had just shut his mouth and just went along with what Obama wanted, he would not be indicted. Bottom line. That's it. 855-839-1210 if you want to weigh in on everything we are chatting about today. Matt DeSantis will answer the phones, right? You're answering phones today? Did you show up to work today to answer phones? I'm answering them. I'm oh, answering you're them. such a good guy. Thank you so much. <laughs> I appreciate that. You're all right with me, kid. <laughs> you're okay. All right, so tell me about this. Uh, Henry corrected me before and said it's the chief security guard. Yep. The chief his, security guard. His official you. title, Dom DeSandro, is... Senior advisor to the general manager slash chief security officer. It's a big deal. Yes. All right. So last night there's a fight on the field, right? A little skirmish on the sideline. Yes. Skirmish on the sidelines, as you would describe it, between who? Uh, between the 49ers linebacker uh, Trey Greenlaw and uh, Eagles receiver Devontae Smith. And what did uh, what did Dom do? He got involved. He tried to stop the he fight. Got, right? He got involved. He you know he's going to stand up for his guys. He's going to stand up for his family. So you know he he pushed you know Devonte Smith back and kind of gave a little you know love tap to you know Greenlaw saying hey hey back up here. 
Greenlaw took offense to that, took a swipe at Dom's face, connected a little bit, and uh, yeah, you saw what happened after that. Both uh, Greenlaw and Dom were ejected from the game. And he's just not like a security guard. He's the head of security, and as the Inquirer put it, Eagles coaches and players alike love Dom DeSandro mm-hmm. like a family member. Love him like a family member. He's not just like, I mean, it's important people know, and I think a lot of people last night on social media were reacting, thinking that he's just like a random... No, yeah, he's just some guy. Right, like just some guy, you know, the people that tell you where to sit and that sort of thing. That's not the case. He's the head of security for the Eagles. Correct. He's been he's been working for the Eagles for uh, 25 years now. He's been there longer than I've been alive. Uh, he's been there through Andy Reid, Chip Kelly, uh, Doug Peterson. He's he's lasted on all these uh, coaching staffs, and it's it's, yeah... You see why people love him. People gravitate towards them. right, and he'll he'll stick up for his guys, and that's what he did. So he got ejected from the game because what the NFL rules say that he's not allowed to get involved in these in these matters, right? Yeah, and it is it is a weird circumstance because you know not a lot of times will like a coach or someone of, of the unpersonnel touch another team's player. That usually doesn't happen, but in this case, I thought it was warranted. You know, he was going to go out Smitty pretty hard, and he said, "No, not my guy, not today." And yeah, Greenlaw took offense, and people got very upset that they kicked him out. Very upset. Oh yeah, but I, I loved I loved the energy in the stadium after you know after it happened. They're giving him a standing O on the way out. I love that. He is the um, senior advisor to the general manager. He is responsible for security measures, for maintaining a relationship with local authorities, and for educating players on the NFL's personnel conduct policies. But his more important role with the Eagles after nearly a quarter century, according to many coaches, players and team personnel, past and present, is a chief is as chief resident of the psyche. He should be head of psychology, Chip Kelly said. He said, uh, even though the title doesn't do justice of how he he juggles the various factions at the NovaCare complex, he's a confidant to the players, he's an advisor to coaches, he's the front office's off-field eyes and ears and reports directly to, to the big guy. To the Laurie himself. And he somehow manages to toe the line of trustworthiness between each division without feelings of betrayal. So, look, I mean, clearly, clearly they love the guy. If Jeff Laurie loves the guy, if he didn't, he wouldn't be there, right? Let's just be honest. Yeah. If Chip Kelly, Chip Kelly, who wanted to get rid of everybody on the Eagles coaching staff and all the players and everything, if he's going to bat for this guy, it tells you what kind of a man he is. Yeah. And his immersion in the lives of many with the Eagles has helped foster a familiar environment that allows for anything from one player's being present for his daughter's birth to another's confiding in him about his struggles at home. This is what uh, somebody said about him. They said, a lot of times a player is not going to come to the head coach. They're not going to come to their position coach. They need someone in the building that they trust. They know that Dom has their back and that he'll do anything for them and their families. He can talk players off of ledges or he can encourage guys, motivate guys. And he is a dynasty as well. Like he's he's also, it says like most families, the Eagles can have dysfunction. DeSandro is often responsible for handling that department as well. From the relatively minor, like parking or speeding tickets, to the more significant, like arrests and criminal charges, he uses his connections to serve the best interests of the franchise. But he is not a, a real public figure. Uh, Howie Roseman lauded DeSandro's investigative work in scouting players a few times. Current coach Nick Sirianni, along with his predecessors dating back to Andy Reid, have mentioned their quasi-bodyguard on one occasion. So you say he should not have been kicked out last night. Uh, Or do you think if you're going strictly by the book? Yeah, by the letter of the law, yeah, he should have been ejected. But I I wish that had, 
you know, spark the Eagles a little better. But yeah, by the letter of the law, he he should have been ejected. Now it's only one game, right? So he's going to be back. I I would assume. I don't know if the NFL is going to take action against that because, like I said, it's it's a very rare instance where like someone on the staff is the one you know kind of pushing things apart, not just the players kind of resolving it themselves. He stepped in. Right. Right. But it's not like he shoved Trey Greenlaw. You know, Has he, the NFL said anything about Dom? Have they said they're going to do anything about it or anything? Uh, I, I they believe they said they were looking into it. I don't know if anything will come of it because, yeah, like I said, it's such, an, it's such an odd occurrence that this happened. By the way, Old Man Dudley on Twitter. How can you trust Tammy Murphy's judgment when you see who she's decided to sleep with? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. It's excellent. Very funny. Uh... Yeah, so I mean, I I thought when that happened, it was going to turn the tide of the game. Oh my gosh! Right, you got the whole stadium riled yeah, up. Yeah, people were fired up about that. Wasn't right. They, they were down, mad. They went down that next drive. They scored on the you know brotherly yeah. shove. It's like, oh man, we're so back. We're so back. And you know, at the same time, Greenlaw getting ejected, it fired the 49ers up just as much as did the Eagles. So and it, yeah, you saw you saw that play out. But it's okay. That was the 49ers Super Bowl. They're Super Bowl champs of week 13, so let them have it. Let them have it. We're still number one. We're still number one. Everybody's got to, you know, be a little chipper today, all Mm -hmm. right? Try to to get through it. It's Dallas week. It's Dallas week. Doug Burgum's out of the race. It's Mm -hmm. a tough day. (laughs) It's a tough day for all of us. We're all feeling it. I mean, this has been one of the worst days ever. (laughs) Because right before I got on the air, I found out the most devastating news I've heard probably in my entire life. Doug Burgum has suspended his campaign for president of the United States. <laughs> say it ain't so. I know. I know. I know. And this is one of those rare times that I have to say I was wrong politically because I, I, call, I thought he was going to go all the way. I, I, you know, I was anticipating President Burgum. <laughs> Upset of the century. It really is. <laughs> and I don't think I should keep doing this job anymore. <laughs> So I'm going to tender my resignation to Greg Stalker. Wow. I am. Yeah, I, I think everybody has their time, you know. And maybe my time is now. Maybe maybe my time has come and gone. My political radar is just not there anymore. My Fugazi radar, my gut instinct, my spidey sense, it all broke today. You understand that, right? It broke I, today? I, I hear what you're saying, yeah. Everything I thought was real is broken now. Because oh. I, had it all, I had it all on Doug Burgum. I said, let it ride, baby. Let it ride on Doug Burgum. And I was wrong. So I'm sorry to the Zioli Army. I, I let you down. I let you down. You believed in me, and I believed in him. You believed in me, and I believed in Burgum. <laughs> and now I'm broken. And now you're broken. And I'm sorry. Okay? I'm going to make it up to you. I promise. I will never make a bad political prediction again in my life. Which is why now I'm happy to tell you, without question, Chris Christie will be the next president of the United <laughs> States. <laughs> I can't even say it with a straight face. Uh, 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. If you'd like to weigh in today, we got a lot to chat about. We're going to talk to our buddy, Dr. Wilfred Riley. He'll be here. What are we chatting with Dr. Wilfred Riley about? I think you said he wrote a piece recently, right? Uh, yeah, here's a new piece in National Review. He has a new piece, which I have right here in my formerly pangolin-stained fingers, which I will share with you. 
My formerly great um, Karnak-like political skills stained fingers, but now it's all gone as the truth comes out. I was wrong about Doug Burgum. (laughs) Anyway, uh... Dr. Mike Vidari is a great guy, great friend of the show, and the master of dental implants, and I would love for you to reach out to him. Give yourself a gift this Christmas. How about you give yourself something special, just a new smile, a beautiful smile for you, because a smile says so much to the world. It lets the world know you're happy, and you show your smile every day, so give yourself a great gift this Christmas season, and give yourself the smile you deserve. Dr. Mike Venneri is my family's dentist. I go there, Bridget goes there, Patrick, Claire, and Reagan, and of course, Mama Zioli, who travels all the way from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, for the great care and expertise of Dr. Mike Venneri. The level of care and commitment to dental excellence that Dr. Mike and his staff delivers to every patient will make you want to go to the dentist. If you've been contemplating that big, invasive dental procedure and you're nervous, don't be. Reach out to Dr. Mike for a second opinion free consultation. Listen, you only have one smile. Trust it with the guy who I trust for my smile, Dr. Venaria. He's been delivering results that surpass expectations and that has made him a top dentist in New Jersey for 10 consecutive years. He has one of the most respected reputations among his peers as a master of dental implants. You have a choice, a clear choice for you and your family. So give Dr. Venaria a call today. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. He has two locations to serve you right over the bridge in Cinnaminson and Woodbury. Schedule your free implant consultation today for your perfect smile. Call 856-786-2020, 856-786-2020, or visit VenariaDental.com. It's V-A-N-A-R-I-A, VenariaDental.com. Remember, he's my dentist. He's my friend. He's a great guy, great office, great music playing, great staff, and he'll give you the smile of your dreams. Dr. Mike Venaria, VenariaDental.com. Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and the Odyssey app. I know. Say it ain't so. Time I was wrong. Doug Burgum. Time Seoli got it wrong. Just remember that. Keep that. Keep it in your pocket for when you need it in the future. One day, and that day may never come. I will make a bold political prediction. You're going to call me up and say, Rich, remember that time you predicted Doug Bergen would go all the way? That his face would be etched on Mount Rushmore. Do you remember that, Rich? (laughs) How wrong you got it? How do we believe you now? How do we trust you now? It's broken. So I will have that coming. I will have earned that. I will deserve that. I will wear that with a badge of honor. Whew. Tough day. Yeah, this is really getting you down. I've never seen you like this before. Yeah, well, <clears throat> I like to be right, Henry. I like to be right. And Burgum had everything going for him. <laughs> he had the Burgum bros, both of them. <laughs> <laughs> there were like six people backing him. <laughs> and I thought those six had all the ability to change the trajectory of the race. No, and this entire time, I've been saying over and over, and if you listen to the show, you know this, I've been saying, forget forget Trump, forget DeSantis, forget Haley. You people all have it wrong. It's Burgum. It's Burgum's has got to stop. Burgum's has got to beat. Uh, poof. Oof. 
This one stings. All right, 855-839-1210. I will do better um, uh, in the future. <laughs> Can I try to chew you up for a second? Sure. Uh, Asa Hutchinson is still in the race. Asshat Hutchins. You still have hit. Well, you pronounced it. You always pronounce it wrong, but I know he's Hutchin- a guy. Hutchinson. Hutchinson, yeah. Oh, I said, I said ass hat Hutchinson. <laughs> well, the, you know, it's the first that, name. That's you... what I got. I said Hutchins. It's Hutchinson. Ass hat Hutchinson. Wait, say the first name again. Ass hat. Yeah, I think you're getting that wrong. A- Asa. That's just, that's what I said. Did you not hear that? That's what I said. Yeah, no, it's, I think your accent's coming out a little bit. Yeah, it's just, it's a just Italian thing. Jersey yeah. Italian thing, that's all. <laughs> well, I'm putting my money on the ass hat. So... Take it to the bank. You heard it here first. I'm never wrong. Once in a while. Okay, occasionally. Got this one wrong about Bergen. But this time around, I'll be vindicated. All right? Double or nothing. Ass hat goes all the way. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Feels good. Feels good to be back. I'm back, baby. I'm back! Feel like Will Ferrell at the end of old school. I'm back! Uh, five o'clock hour, we're going to talk to Dr. Wilford Riley about all the latest things in the crazy world of woke and, um, what happened in Pennsylvania? What happened in Philadelphia outside of that, uh, Jewish owned falafel restaurant, Goldie's just absolutely, uh, outrageous, just uh, horrific what happened there. We'll share that story with you as well. And Pennsylvania is now considering divesting public funds from China. Remember I opened the show today with this, this story about how we're intercepting more Chinese illegal immigrants at the border. Why is that happening? What's going on there? What is this all about? What is China hoping to achieve here? I'll give you some of my thoughts on that as the show progressive. And even a New York congresswoman is sounding the alarm over potential voter registration of non-citizens. This is another big crisis facing our way. And in New Jersey, there was a story today how, yes, in the last election that just happened in November, just like I told you, Mail-in balloting was the issue that helped the Democrats win. It was the successful mail-in ballot operation, and that is not going to change. So if Republicans want to make sure that the asshat wins the presidency when he is the nominee, you have to do, We the party has to embrace mail-in balloting. It just has to. Mail-in balloting, early voting, it has to play all the games the Democrats play, whether we like to or not. That is the lesson, and we have to deal with it. All right? So that's what we need to do. And of course, the latest on Hunter Biden as well. As you see and I see all of the corruption, the details coming straight ahead, full steam ahead. You cannot ignore it. Don't go away. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.